Please be advised, this week's episode contains strong language and colorful metaphors. Welcome to The Gray Area, an advice podcast on relationships for gamers and non-gamers alike. My name is Genesee Gray, and this is the fourth podcast in a weekly series titled Too Many Rogues. Last week's episode was on real-life relationships that are being challenged by circumstances occurring in-game. Please visit my Facebook page, The Gray Area, and add to this forum discussion to tell me your story. This week, we have a very special show. I would like to welcome you to the very first Grey Area Multi-Guild Roundtable Discussion. All members here are players of World of Warcraft on the Kargath server, and all have had some interesting upheavals with their game these last few weeks. Today we have Alanomi, the guildmaster of a brand new guild, who interestingly enough lives in Puerto Rico and plays by plugging his cell phone into his computer. This allows him to play World of Warcraft without too many issues, but it does create problems when he uses other programs as well, especially Ventrilo, and he often breaks up in the middle of conversations. Let's hope today his connection works well. Badaboom, who is also a firefighter, is an experienced raid leader who now has a new team of people who haven't raided together yet, and he's charged with getting them up and running together. Welcome guys, and thanks so much for participating. Now, Bada Boom, the first question's for you. How do you plan to handle this group that doesn't know each other and hasn't run together yet, and turn them into a cohesive raiding team? And also, what frustrations do you think you will face as an experienced raid leader with an inexperienced group? Uh, the biggest problem with starting with a new group is there's not much content that's available that is challenging enough now in Cataclysm without being too stressful on the group. Uh, five mans work wonderful, but there's just not the need for uh, two tanks and multiple healers in five mans, so it's really not a platform that you can get your group together to kink out the small details uh, such as tank taunts and um, who's healing what and rotations of uh, healers. And It's uh, kind of a tricky situation right now. Uh, big thing, uh, I have to stress a lot of communication between the uh, group members to make sure everybody's gelling together and everybody's understanding what's going on and not just be a bunch of individuals in a group together. Yeah, especially pulling their own individual weight. You don't want to have people that are just kind of, they're there, but they're not really adding a whole lot to the group other than just being a warm body in a, in a seat. Well, I think when you're dealing with a 10-man like that, 25-man, um, you can kind of have those people that might be having a bad day or, or not worrying about the fire or, you know, something like that. But when you're looking at a 10-man, every single person is it's more, more crucial. essential. Definitely. But, you know, Bada, I just can't see you getting stressed out by something like that. I mean, you're, you're such a laid-back guy. <laughs> yeah, unless it's fixing to eat me alive. I don't get in a hurry for much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, because then when everyone's dying, you can be like that Bob Ross character where you're like, 
Um, excuse me, you don't want to be standing right next to, you know, <laughs> see, it's much better. It's not like you're going, you idiot, I can't believe you, <laughs> no, you have the nice, like, I could kill you, but I'm very calm about it. <laughs> it's actually, yeah, exactly right, because my wife used to hate and laugh at the same time when I was raid leading with that group, because I'd be on vent. This is calm as can be, you know. Okay, here's what happened. Y'all did this, and by the time I unkey my mic, I'm throwing my headset across the room. <laughs> so you're pretending, you're pretending to be all relaxed, and and it doesn't matter, but in reality, it's upsetting you. Uh, I'm keeping my composure long enough to get what I need to say out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also funny because yeah, I, people be freaking out when something go bad in a fight, and I'll be like, okay, you pick up that you do this you do that and just calmly and collectively because in reality I could sort of work shit on earth <laughs> yeah this that's is a true. game that's true I mean <laughs> when you're running into fires and there are actual people you know versus oh the CC broke oh my god I can't take it you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what cracks me up about some uh, raid leaders I've seen they're ah <laughs> and I'm over going really Hero! 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 Yeah, you're just saying to yourself, get a little out of there. We can't hear you. Yeah, it makes me want to... And what's funny is usually when they're screaming stuff like this, is about the time that something really bad is breaking behind them and they can't see. And I'm sitting there going, I would like to talk on vent now, thank you. Of course, that's probably about the time that Alan sees something going bad and his connection does a shit, and then we hear, blah, 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 have <laughs> I love it when... Alan's in there talking, and he's going, uh, look, and it was supposed to somehow translate that there was a large monster breaking free behind us all, and let everyone know that. And then you yeah. just hear that bing when he leaves, and bong, you know, suddenly he's <laughs> off it. <laughs> yeah, or the fight's over with, and the rest of the impertinent information comes through like three minutes after the fight's over with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all dead on the floor, and you hear Alec going, "Look out, because this is about to happen." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's like fast forwarding. It's like fast forwarding a videotape. You're just kind of waiting there. All sitting, everything's going. Like, oh, oh, yeah, this happened. Oh, okay. C can you hear me, you guys? Can you hear me? And, and in a couple minutes later, you guys just kind of hear me go, "Oh, oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I have to change my battery. I'll be right back. Bye." <laughs> okay, tell me more about the encounters. Uh... Give me a little bit more detail about what you think about some of the heroics and some of the newer things. Yeah, and uh, Blizzard has definitely stepped up their uh, difficulty with the newer dungeons and uh, encounter experiences. Uh, you're definitely requiring that everybody does their job properly without uh, staying out of the fire. I mean, the most basic stuff it comes very difficult for even seasoned uh, raiders just because there's so much new content uh, slash mechanics involved in a lot of these fights. We better we better get that guy away from that Valkyrie because it's going to throw him off the edge here in the next 10 seconds. You know, People will think about, oh, I need to do numbers on the boss. It's not not just that. There's a ton of more things that you have to, uh, everyone has to be uh, key on if you want to have a successful raid. I think that's one of the good things, though, about running with the same people over and over is that, you know, you have friends in the group and, uh, you know, you get kind of cheered up just by being around other people that 
that you know and, and things like that. And then there's those nights that are just magic where everything gels perfectly and you just, you know, it's it's amazing. You just fly through the dungeon the entire way and with no issues and it's it's a great feeling and it's so rare, you know, but you never and, quite and, know. And, you're, and you're left there wondering why can't I go like this all the time? <laughs> right, always. It's that little piece of candy that just keeps you coming back when you smack your head against the wall. Oh, yep. the F epic win euphoria you just feel so great yes. after you struggle so hard it's such a drug yeah some of the most thrilling uh, entertaining fights i've had uh, were probably sour fang when i go back to that one uh being the one of two ranged dps killing blood beasts <laughs> always made for an entertaining time i love that fight that's like the the fight where i get to have the most i mean as a melee a melee DPS, I, I just have to stand there and hit on his back, really, and that's kind of beautiful, and occasionally, you know, throw off a fan and eyes to pull some of the blood beasts to the tank, but uh, we had it by the end where we didn't even bother with the blood beasts, you know, we just we just took him, he was that quick, and I miss those days, really. I think Cataclysm's <coughs> a lot more raid awareness, even than Lich King was, so it's a, it's a real challenge with that, I think, and that's, that's one of the questions I'm kind of asking you, an inexperienced group. It's not just that they uh, might know the fights or might not know the fights, but they definitely don't know each other either. And I'm kind of wondering how how you solve, you know, such a massive kind of double issue that you're going to deal with. Yeah, it's it's a kind of daunting task. Yeah, it's uh, definitely going to be challenging. A uh, big thing too with a new group. Uh when you raid it with people for a while, you get to know their voice, so if somebody just comes over, vent, or whatever you're using, and says, I need to do this real fast, you don't have to go, well, who was that? And <laughs> what are they talking to me? You know, you kind of have slang names for each other, you know, like Bada, you know. Right. Uh, so it's definitely, uh, the communication is probably 90% of a fight, uh, as far as raid leading. Um, like Omatron defense system, if one tank forgets to call off the DPS, it's if somebody's not paying attention, or like, because me, as, if I'm pally healing, uh, if I'm not aware that, uh, you know, if, if I'm not aware that the uh, boss's shield has come up and I'm looking for a target to judge on to get my mana back, if I'm not aware that uh, his shield's popped up, it can wipe a raid just because I was trying to recoup mana. So it's definitely uh, a lot of communication involved, and that just comes with time. Uh, if you have raid aware people, it takes that a lot of responsibility off the raid leader to, uh, now I have to correct everybody on every little thing. If you've got people that know their classes and uh, know their role, all you're pretty much is this, you're DB, I'm over that. So if raid awareness, it's a personal responsibility. You know what's going on so the raid leader doesn't have to make all the decisions in the heat of battle instead of, uh, and all he has to do is just constantly just keep people aware what the situation is. Uh, if the individual definitely, if they can't take in the information that you're giving them, you're not going to succeed. So, I mean, that being said, both of you, I guess this question is, why World of Warcraft? I mean, there are a lot of MMOs out there, and, uh, you know, we've kind of briefly touched on Rifts and, and how that's kind of a new, exciting MMO that a lot of people are flocking to. What, what is it about World of Warcraft that, that makes you want to stay, and, and why did you pick that one? Because I've leveled uh. so many damn tunes that I can't <laughs> quit. <laughs> Yeah, comfort factor too. Uh, oh, I think someone was looking at their hours played the other day, and uh, it was like, what was it, two years of their life that they spent on this tune or something like that. that that's uh, kind of sad. Uh, if I looked at all my tunes at the same time, I'd probably cry. That hour, I could have been a lawyer by the time that I got spent playing this game. Alan, what do you think? What's your uh, take on that? Uh, 
Well, the reason why I still play is because it's the people. I think the people factor are a pretty big, pretty big reason why I still play. And you know, getting on, talk to someone like Bada, for example. I come on one day, and send him a tell and real idea, say, "Hey, Bada, how you doing?" You know, stuff like that. And you know, and I like having conversations like this. I think is also another reason why I stay. And the biggest reason of all, obviously, is because I just love playing the mage. I'm playing it since 2007. I still love it today. I think it's because uh, we listened to you talk about Andrew Jackson. I think I think you won't find <laughs> anybody else in the world who will have political debates with you. I think that's the real reason. Well, well, well the problem is Andrew Jackson is dead. Unfortunately, he's been dead for uh, I don't know how many, uh, oh, probably close to 200 years now. But hey, if buddy. I could have political debates with him, I would. He ain't dead, on, he ain't dead to me. He's in my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hello, Nomi. You just signed up to GM a brand new guild of scattered refugees from other teams. What challenges will you face, and how do you plan to overcome them to make sure this has the best chance of success? Uh, the challenges we face right now, pretty much, are obviously the manpower one, because right now I just don't have a lot of people to do what I want to do. But, you know, that one will be pretty much be resolved through time. You know, you just got to recruit people, you know, find people that are worth a pound of salt, and, you know, just keep, you know, slugging through it. I mean, probably one of the most frustrating part you have to go through, but, you know, it's it's one of those things that you just kind of deal with over time. Um, the other part, too, is pretty much just instilling confidence in the guild, because right now, you know, the guild's new people are pretty unsure about it, for the obvious reasons. I mean, you get a new institution set up, and people aren't really sure, oh, is this going to be here next week, or is this going to fall tonight? Those pretty much two are the two primary issues I'm dealing with right now. And how to resolve them? Well, the easiest one for the manpower issue is just recruit. Just going to have to slug through it and find people. And the confidence issue is that one is more difficult just because you just kind of have to go through it, see what works, what doesn't work, take cues from what other people say by going and reading the the wild forms, for example, the guild relations page. Well, that's actually not what's called now, but same thing. Um, it's just kind of going through it, see what works, what doesn't work, and take advice from other people, and then trial and error. You, you don't really know till you try. So when you started this guild, what would you say like your ultimate ideal guild would look like? Like, Give me a description of something like that. My ultimate ideal guild? Well, it'd probably be what I'm trying to go for right now. But I'd say probably with a roster of 20 to 30 people more or less. Um, not all raiders, obviously, people that can sit down and have a good time with. Probably have maybe 15 or so of those people on the raid roster, you know, in a 10-man raid. You know, that way you can have 10 primary raiders and have an extra 5 or 6 on the sidelines. That way they can come in and fill someone's spot in case someone has to work late or, you know, someone is sick, they have to go to the hospital or they have a very terrible accident. They see a UFO outside their house and they have to go take a look at it. Um, oh, you take rating seriously. <laughs> <laughs> UFO, you. death you or UFO are the only two valid reasons for missing a raid. I think that should go in the bylaws. Well, shit, hey, if it's, hey, if it's a UFO, you don't see those very often. And you gotta go out and take a look and say, oh, is it a plane? Well, what the hell is that? Or is it a balloon? <laughs> it's a secret I, I government work. coming after you for your disrespect of Andrew Jackson. I didn't mind Andrew Jackson. I like Andrew Jackson. He's, he's a hard ass. <laughs> In Cataclysm, and thinking about heroic five-mans, what would be your favorite instance, the one that you're the happiest when it uh, pops up, you know, when you're on your random? Uh, I had to think about one. Obviously, it's not Stone Core. I don't like Stone Core at all. <laughs> That's probably my most, my least favorite one. Uh, if I had to say one, it'd probably be 
maybe Halls of Origination or Really? really? People complain because that's so long. You know, I'm kind of surprised. I, I think it's beautiful, but it is one of the longer ones. Yeah, it, it's it, it's a little long, but I think it's fun. I, I think the the bosses are fun. It's 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 a little bit different from I think. In my opinion, it's, it's more one of the more unique instances. Um, and the other one I'd probably say maybe would be the underwater one. The Throne of Tides. Or no, yeah, the, Throne of Tides. Uh, yeah, Throne of Tides. That's right. Is it Throne of Tides? Okay. I know there's yeah. a raid uh, instance that sounds like that too, and I get the five man and the raid. Yeah, Throne of the Four Winds. Ah. Those two instances, in my opinion, are probably my, my favorite ones. Like I said, I don't like Stone Core. I, I like uh, Halls of Rejection because I think it's more of one of the more unique instances in Cataclysm. Like, I like the look. I like the theme of it. I think the bosses are fun. Uh, it's, it's overall, I think it's it's probably one of, probably my most favorite instance overall. I, I like Throne of the Tides too because I like the that I also like the theme, like, you know, being underwater, which is that's pretty pretty new to WoW because, you know, you really have never done an underwater instance before. Um, I and thought that it was, Bashir was just stunning. Yeah, yeah, I think the whole, I think they did make a good job in that whole entire zone as well. But those are pretty much my two favorite uh, instances for WoW. That first uh, Sphinx kind of boss in in the uh, Halls of Origination really freaks me out with that really weird music effect he has, you know, where you have to jump down and hit the button and run back up really quickly. Well, Just so dissonant and, and odd. That music is very disturbing well, to me. Well, honestly, just remember, that pays tribute to the, the achievement. I hate that song. Oh, you know, I must not have that achievement. But I do hate that song, so I should get it easily. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me run faster, really. I mean, I'm always the one that, that gets to jump off and hit the button and sprint back up the stairs. And it just makes me move very quickly to try to make that end as quickly as possible. Okay, guys, this is a lot of information you've given us, and uh, I think I'm going to end this episode here and possibly do a second follow-up episode where, Alan, we can hear a little bit more about um, the guild you're forming and some of the challenges that you're facing as a guildmaster and some of the plans you might have in the future, um, how to deal with that kind of new responsibility. Thanks so much, both of you, for your help and really for putting yourselves out there today. All right, to you listeners, if you've enjoyed this podcast or if you have any thoughts to add, please see the discussion area this week to post your opinion. I would love to hear from you. If you have any gray areas in your relationships or you need a new perspective, please email me at janiseygray at yahoo.com. Come visit me on the Gray Area Facebook page and click the like button, won't you? See you next week with a new episode. relate his uh, lag to deciphering Morse code. It's like and my wife goes, what the hell is this? Perfect. Big beast on the left. Stop. Make sure that you use the curse. Stop. Get the fuck out of the way, stupid son of a bitch. Stop. What do you say? Yep. That's how it is.